your positive, positive, positive imprint. 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 Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for your positive imprint. Hello, this is Catherine with your positive imprint. I am here today with Richard, who has a book out, the title, Van Cat Meow, A Lost Man, A Rescue Cat, A Road Trip Like No Other, by Richard East. Welcome, Richard and Willow, all of the way from Tasmania to your positive imprint podcast. Well, thanks for having me on. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. Hoibat, uh, Tasmania. Yeah, what is it like growing up in Tasmania? It is a absolutely beautiful place. It's uh, it's sort of one of the last untouched wildernesses in probably Australia and the world. So there's just beautiful um, old growth forests and rugged coastlines and beautiful sandy beaches. And it was absolute joy of a place to grow up in. You were born there and you went to school there. Yeah, so I've lived my whole life in Hobart, in various various suburbs of Hobart. So it's only been recently, the past uh, four years, that I've actually ventured out and lived elsewhere. And we're going to get to that because you have one amazing story to tell about your travels, but your positive imprint. And I'm so anxious to get to it. I'm anxious. Uh, I know that Willow and our listeners might not know who Willow is, but we will get to Willow because Willow is an exciting part of your life and an exciting part of your imprint. So, so let's, let's move forward from your being raised there in Tasmania and kind of go, you have this, a book that's out and I, if you don't mind, I would like to read something from the book for our listeners. Yeah, go for it. That sounds great. Okay. So if you'd asked me when I was 10, what I'd be doing in 20 years time, I suspect my answer would have been exactly this, exploration and adventure the kinds of things we lose sight of as we're thrown into adulthood. But now I feel like I have those things back, even though two years ago they seemed like an absurd and impossible dream. And Richard, I want to tell you, I've read your book, and you open up with such passion about who you wanted to find, and that is yourself. So let's talk about that. Can you talk about your your struggles of finding yourself and the reasons why you geared yourself towards this book and towards your travels and Willow? And we'll introduce Willow. Yeah, certainly. Uh, I love that phrase. I was I was so happy when it sort of um when it, when I got it down on paper just because it means so much to me that um you have this idea that, you know, you grow up and you lose sort of that sense of imagination and wonder. And, you know, I guess I was sort of on a journey to get that back. And, yeah, I've, I feel now that I've successful in doing that. And, you know, now that I'm living this next stage of my life, I've accomplished that. But, yeah, it's things are, things are good now. But, you know, four years ago, ten years ago, they weren't um, – they weren't so good, you know. I guess uh, I, I, hate, I even hate talking about it, but you know, I was depressed and anxious and didn't really know where I where I fit in the world. But 
the hardest thing was, you know, I had so much. I had so much to be grateful for and I didn't feel grateful. So I had a had a good career, I had a good job. Uh, I had always had family around, had a girlfriend at the time, but yeah, just I just didn't feel happy and it's I think that was a real shame cuz um you know, I think everyone deserves a certain level of happiness, but yeah, I guess I was on a quest to to you know, change my life so that I felt grateful for it. And I guess that's how I ended up where I am today. Which is fabulous. And I want to go back to what you just said about everybody deserves happiness. And that is true. Everybody does deserve happiness. But it's, as you talked about in your book, we have to fulfill what our needs are in order to really find that happiness. And you did a great job um, with that. Yeah, it's... I mean, for me, um, you know, if I wanted to do something positive with my life, I really had to, you know, work on myself before I was ready to sort of launch myself into the world. I, I like the analogy that life is a bit like a plane crash. <laughs> Sometimes you've got to fit your own oxygen mask before you help <laughs> others. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a nice little dark it, analogy. Yes, it is, but it makes sense. <laughs> Oh, yeah. my goodness. That's great. So in your book, you described your your struggles with finding yourself, and you decided to try therapy. So yep. <laughs> that worked. Mm, yep, spot on. <laughs> but it also helped you make a decision. Yeah, what was exactly. that decision? Um, yeah, therapy, it's a hard thing to launch into. Um, you know, it's it's a big it's a big undertaking really, but you know, I was very lucky that it worked for me and sort of got me to this next stage. But, um, you know, after I, I sort of progressed through it, I got to the point where I'd been in my job for 10 years and, you know, it was sort of, I, I was sort of ready to really knuckle down and, you know, get that next promotion and maybe buy a bigger house or another car. <laughs> but I, I got to the point where I, I just no longer felt stuck and then I made the decision to just leave it all. So it sort of went the complete opposite direction to where I thought it would. I was hoping to be more motivated and focused at work, but um, now I'm uh, roaming the country in a van. Most people travel to find themselves, but uh, in a way I found myself before I left. And I guess that was, I guess the big difference in my trip in that, you know, I sort of had a lot of things sorted before I left. And, you know, the the rest since then has just been a bonus, really. <laughs> <laughs> if I was, uh, you know, if I hadn't have worked on myself, um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be at this point. I wouldn't have been able to make those decisions to go traveling. So it, it was just something which had to happen. And then you decided to make this big leap. So with Willow... <laughs> Yeah, well, to be honest, Willow wasn't Willow wasn't quite in the original plan. I, I didn't, so I didn't really know what um, was going to happen with her. But I promised to when I broke up with my girlfriend, I I promised that I'd look after this cat. And so the days were counting down to when I was going to embark on this adventure. And I'd sort of it was an easy decision in the end. In in the back of my mind, I sort of 
knew that it would happen, but I sort of, it just, it felt a little crazy at first, taking a cat <laughs> on a road trip around Australia. <laughs> I mean, even even as I say the words, it sounds absurd, and it still oh. is, but yeah, I, I just realised how much that this little cat meant to me, and I think all pet owners will understand that. Oh, and my goodness. I just made a decision, yeah, to take her with me. And who can travel for the time frame that you're traveling without your pet? I mean, that is, and, mm. and Willow, the pictures are amazing that you that you've taken. So you are now going to embark on this, and it's been what three years? Yeah, three. I lose track. Three and a half years. <laughs> wow! Wow! So it's almost been four years um, that we've moved into the van. So. It was another six months before we actually left our hometown. So this, oh, yeah, it's December now. So, yeah, we've been living in the van uh, for four years. Well, the way you talk in your book uh, about the road trip and that the ultimate Australian road trip is for cats, you, to me, you really bring about not just adventure, but the fact that you were able to find an outlet when you found yourself being feeling unhappy and you found an outlet in several different ways and now you're just the happiest fellow on earth with his beautiful black cat yeah <laughs> I, well, I wouldn't say the happiest but yeah it's a it's a life of of much contentment i'd say i mean it, life is always ups and downs but you know these days i always know that i can get through it and that's a big thing yeah describe your cat she is she, yes. <laughs> well, I love talking about her, so this is perfect. <laughs> so she was a rescue cat um, that we got from a rescue centre in Hobart, and um, she was a tiny little thing when we got her. Um, she was only about one year old, so she she grew a little bit. Um, and yeah, it's just beautiful black cat and just a beautiful personality. So yeah, as as I was um, sort of planning to leave on this trip. Uh, we'd go away for weekends and weeks at a time and it became quite soon apparent that uh, she adapted to the lifestyle quite easily. So, yeah, it wasn't long before um, we left on the big trip in May 2015 and headed um, on a 12-hour ferry ride from Tasmania to the mainland and, yeah, started our adventure. So we headed up through the east coast. Um, we spent... Uh, three days on the Great Barrier Reef on a sailing boat, <laughs> and <laughs> which which was uh, I, I give that that's in the top ten places to take a cat. I'd oh, really? <laughs> wow! And why is that? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, m- mainly mainly because you should never leave your cat at home. Always bring there your you cat go. with you. Okay, I say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that we headed uh, we headed inland um, into uh, well, not quite the heart of Australia, but pretty close, and up to Darwin, and then round to um, Broome and the um, beautiful red-coloured soils of uh, the the uh, northwest. And we had a summer in Perth, and the following year we came back around through South Australia, and we, in South Australia we celebrated Willow's uh, venturing to all states of Australia. That was reason for celebration. Yes, indeed. And then we had, yeah, we, then we had another summer at home, and just uh, 
just at the start of this year, we ventured back over on the ferry and we're doing it all over again. Wow. So when you said you had a summer at home, that is Tasmania home? Yeah. So when I was saying, when I say a summer at home, um, we weren't staying um, with my parents or anywhere. We were, we were still staying in the van. So we'd, uh, we're still living the van life, but just in our hometown, which was pretty okay. cool because we could catch up, catch up with all our friends and have a beautiful Christmas. Oh, that's nice. That's sweet. So you've had one of the things that, that comes out in your book is the friends that you've made and the positive imprints that you've made. So you've stopped to help people for days making or, or digging their garden um, and just helping people around and they in turn serve you meals. But it's that, yeah, talk, it's talk a, about that volunteer work that you were doing. Yeah, it's a pretty cool scheme. Um, a lot of people know it as woofing, um, willing workers on organic farms, but there's there's heaps of schemes and heaps of websites which connect uh, travellers and and anyone um, to farms and properties who need help. So it's it's generally a pretty casual environment, and it's more of a it's more of a social exchange rather than an economic one. So you go and you learn about their way of life or their culture if you're from a different country. And the the places I went to, um, one in particular was was uh, a lot of fun. It was um, a lovely couple in the Glasshouse Mountains. So I spent um, a week digging in their garden, and they would just cook beautiful home cooked meals for me, which I was missing at that point in the trip. <laughs> and so you learned about was that an organic farm? Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't a farm. It was um, just a very large um, block of land that they were sort of um, cultivating for their own for their own uh, vegetable supply, I guess you'd say. Well, that's and that's and so you obviously had conversation with them, and and they left an imprint with you, and you left an imprint with them as well as Willow's <laughs> imprints. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good thing because you learn. I guess you interact with people that you sort of otherwise wouldn't have. I mean, I could compare it to my old life in Hobart where, um, you know, I wasn't really meeting that many people, well, mainly because I didn't want to leave the house. (laughs) But, you know, these days, um, it's very easy to meet heaps of different people from completely different backgrounds. So it's it's really interesting sort of getting their perspective on life. That would be very interesting. And you've met, I mean, you've picked up, hitchhikers so you've met people from all over uh, the world and which is to me kind of dynamic because you have those conversations so it was there ever a time aside from losing willow for a couple of nights um, was there ever a time when you just felt scared or alone or just being alone um, yeah, not, how do I describe it? Um, let me think. Um, yeah, th- there's always times where you feel alone or, or get lonely. Um, but it's a very easy problem to fix when you're traveling because it's, it's yeah. very easy. It's very easy to meet other people, especially other travelers. Cause you sort of, you both have that background, um, to build from in sort of your, you know, conversation. 
but yeah, I don't, I don't, I've never been scared. Um, no, there's no, it's, yeah, it's not very scary, I don't think. But yeah, definitely, there's definitely some loneliness involved in traveling with yourself, even if you've, even if you've got your cat with you. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. the conversation, the conversation dries up eventually <laughs> with the cat. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Willow is, a black cat, right? Yeah, pure yep. black. Yeah, she's got a little little white patch on her chest, and she's hiding under the van. Yeah, at at the moment, she has uh, she has quite a few sort of favorite nap spots around the van. One of which is um, under it, and another one is under the solar panel on the roof. It's <laughs> good, and um, yeah, many just and oh, also the most annoying spot on the bed. She she'll know which spot that is to to annoy me in the mornings. Oh, what a but, good what a good cat though! Smart to yeah. to get your attention that way. Eh? Yeah, she's very much she's very much just a house cat in a van. So all the all the same behaviours of a house cat exhibited, but in a van. Yeah, uh, and she probably absolutely loves this quote from you, and I am going to use this one because I I I think this is something that your positive imprint is all about and it makes the world go around. But you said, I've come to know that refusing generosity is to deny someone the joy of kindness. That is a fabulous quote. Yeah. I I think it means a lot for people to, you know, offer you something, whether it's a meal or somewhere to stay. And, you know, it's easy to think you're being polite by going, Oh no, you know, no thanks. So, you know, we'll be right. But I think the reality is, by offering, by accepting that offer, um, you're sort of building a bond between two people. So that that's sort of my take on it. I agree with you, and I didn't until I read your book. I've never ever thought about it. It's just we just usually say as people, oh no, well thank you so much, we'll be fine, or oh no, mm. that's don't go through all the trouble. But when I read that, it made mm. me think that if we want positive imprints, we need to let people do things. And yeah. So that brings me to your relationship with motor neurone disease, MND, motor neurone disease. So tell me about that. Yeah. So unfortunately, my cousin... Um, passed away from the disease a couple of years ago so yeah it's a difficult time for you know her immediate family and I, I felt quite helpless about it so I thought about what I could do to sort of make a difference about it so I decided to start raising money and through uh, through Willow's social media presence I guess you'd call it um, I sort of harnessed that for good and was able to raise uh, how much did I raise? I think I raised three thousand dollars last year, and I'm hoping to do the same this year. Oh, congratulations! Good for you. Now, your cousin lives in Tasmania, or lived in Tasmania? Uh no, she was in mainland Australia. It's it was a hard thing because we we weren't that close, and I think what hit home about it was you always think, oh, you know, I'll see I'll see these people later. We'll catch up later, but you know, sometimes it doesn't work like that. So yeah, now I'm I'm very conscious of 
spending quality time with people when I can because I think that's so important in life. It is so important. And you are so right when you say that we all the, t- all the time we say, hey, we'll catch up with you. Hey, maybe I'll talk to you in a month. And then a month goes by. Yeah, exactly. It turns into 10 years, 20 yeah. years. So, well, I'm so sorry about your cousin and the hardship that her family obviously has had to go through but yeah you found meaning to more than just the fundraising so tell us about the you have these discounts with your calendars and you're giving up all of this profit um, to go to MND so tell us how that works yeah so we've got a calendar out uh, which features photos of Willow of course <laughs> so cute photos of her from our trip um, for the past year and people have the option to purchase it with a coupon code and if they use the coupon code MND we donate um, 100% of the profit to MND research. And then Willow has her own social media. Yeah it's it's a bit hard to oh, it's, it's a hard concept to um, to grasp when your cat has more Facebook friends than you. <laughs> But, you know, I'm, I'm getting through it. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, so when we started our trip, I had an Instagram account and I'd occasionally post a photo. And about a year into the trip, um, we did a radio interview with ABC Hobart and they put a little article up online. And the next day, um, about 10,000 new followers came found us on Instagram and the whole story had gone viral around the world. So you had your Instagram account just flooded. That's that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was quite an experience. It it, it felt quite strange at first because uh, we weren't really used to that sort of attention, but now it's grown to over 90,000. And yeah, I wow. guess I guess you'd say we're used to the attention now. But I, I always made sure from the start that I'd make it a positive thing. So that's why I've used it as, you know, a fundraising thing for um, for charities and, you know, hopefully, hopefully have other ideas in that regard in the coming years. Well, you have made it a positive thing. And I'm just so impressed with how you started all of this from just trying to find yourself. And I like that your book has ideas for people who are in that same place you were three and a half, four years ago to find ways to change your life from what you think might have been, just things that you didn't want. So, mm. I, so when I was writing it, um, I, was, I was quite conscious of um, how I was phrasing things and I, I sort of wrote it for myself uh, four years ago, <laughs> it's like I was writing what I needed to hear back then. If that makes sense, sure, it does. Because some of the mm. some of your quotes that you use definitely would like. Again, I just don't want to use so much from your book because I I want people to. Oh, I'd, I'd say go for okay. it. Okay, <laughs> midlife crisis is midlife opportunity. That's what you're talking about, and that is such an amazing quote. I'm going to use that from here on out. 
Yeah. I mean, that, what a great thing uh, to be able to say, look, guys, I'm having a midlife opportunity. <laughs> I, but the way you phrased it, I mean, it is just perfect that midlife crisis is midlife opportunity. So I thank you for that. So, okay, so now we're moving farther up ahead and you're back on the road. Willow has thousands upon thousands of followers. So how do you keep up with all of the followers? Or how does Willow, I should say? I know because Willow writes her own postcard. Yeah, oh, so we do, uh, we do postcards, which is a lot of fun. And sort of it keeps us connected to the world as well. If, um, if the social media isn't enough. <laughs> so, it, again, the money is donated to MND Research. So people will buy, uh, buy the postcard on our website and um, wherever we are, we'll write a postcard from there and send it off to them. And we've sent them, um, I can't remember how many countries, but like all over the world. And what does Willow say? In, so choose one of the postcards that she sent. What did she say? Oh, well, I, I don't. I don't write it from her point of view. It's usually it's from my point of view, and I feel in. Uh, yeah, feel in, because otherwise it'd be just meow, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I'll I'll give people an update on, <laughs> give people an update on where we are, and um, generally they'll find out where Willow took her nap that that morning, or how much she's been begging for food, and those little details of our adventures. That is such a fabulous idea, and. I love the idea. It's such a, it, it's just great all around. Everything that you're doing from beginning to now, which is certainly not the end because you have so many more adventures. Are you going to write another book? I hope so. Uh, yeah, we'll see how this one goes first, but um, I've got, I'm, I'm ready to go for the second book. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd love to do another interview with you to talk about your new adventures and also your cooking and so on that you have to do in the van. So maybe it could be a, a type of a travel interview and how you get along with your flatbreads or yogurts and so on and so forth. Mm. And Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, and, and what else did you want to add about your positive imprint? Um, I know you don't think you oh, have one, but I don't you know. truly do. <laughs> Yeah, it's a hard thing. Yeah, it's a hard thing to quantify sure. when you're looking at it from your own perspective. But um, no, I've got I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> your book says it all. I mean, you truly spilled your heart out in this book, and you have some of the most fantastic quotes for people to. I, I wouldn't. So maybe some to live by, but quotes to just reflect on and that's what I want your positive imprint to be about is reflection on our own positive imprints and what they're about and what we're contributing and you're contributing so much and so is Willow so is she wanting to say hello yet <laughs> she's definitely a purrer but um yeah don't don't get too many meows out of her Well, you take very, very good care of her to have been on the road with her in a van for three and a half years going on your fourth coming up. So congratulations on 
on that and your oh and you did say something in your book that I wanted to mention you made mention to simpler life and I don't think your life is simpler it's just your life and uh, I just because everybody thinks that their life is either hard or difficult or simple but our lives are just different and I don't think you live a simpler life just because you got rid of all your belongings that is not the simpler life you yeah. live <laughs> a a different difficult life as each of us what do you think of that no I disagree <laughs> <laughs> I have to politely disagree no I definitely I definitely feel it's simple um you know I don't I, I don't have a lot of the the complexities of living in a, a big city and I mean for me I'm quite I'm quite an introverted person, so it was important in my life to find a way of living which suited me, and the van life um, just seems to hit the nail on the head there. But I think I think it is something about the simplicity which uh, which has attracted a lot of the people to Willow's Instagram. They they sort of see that you know. It, when they see the photos of Willow, they sort of take a moment and um, it just sort of slows them down. And I guess um, I'm hoping that people will get that out of the book, that they'll read it and um, just feel a little bit calmer. <laughs> well, I certainly felt calmer. That's excellent. <laughs> I am so happy that you shared your time today and your time away from Willow, although I'm sure she needed a little nap but um, I appreciate it, and I do prizes on my uh, Your Positive Imprint podcast, so I already have a calendar ordered from you, and I will be doing a drawing for somebody in the world uh, who will enjoy one of your calendars of Willow. That's great. That's brilliant. Yeah. So, well, Richard, I've really enjoyed the conversation, and the time and I know that the listeners of your positive imprint will as well and they will love your book and of course those who haven't seen Instagram but it sounds like the whole world is on your Instagram with or I should say Willow's Instagram so I wish yeah. you the best of luck thanks so much for having us on it's been a nice little chat so thank you Richard again for joining us at your positive imprint and you can read more about Richard and look at pictures and find links to his website, his Instagram, his Facebook page at my website. Go to yourpositiveimprint.com where you can read all about Richard as well as Willow. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Willow. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to Your Positive Imprint. What's your P.I.? Music composed and performed by Chris Knoll. And please sign up for Your Positive Imprint email updates at my website, yourpositiveimprint.com. And don't forget to hit that positive button and subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe now.